0: Hey, this is Uninterrupted, the podcast about the politics behind women's health. I'm your host, the senior online editor of Women's Health, Caitlin Aber. According to the CDC, there's been a 19% decline in HIV diagnosis since 2005. That's really good news, but that doesn't mean it's no longer an issue. In fact, 1.2 million people in America have HIV, with women making up about 20% of that number. One of those women is Maria Davis, a hip-hop promoter for artists like Puffy and Jay-Z, turned HIV activist. Maria, who was infected in 1995 and is living with AIDS, was recently appointed to New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio's HIV AIDS Services Administration Advisory Board. And today, June 27th, which is National HIV Testing Day, is particularly important to her. That's why we're turning the mic over to our health editor, Christina Heiser, so she and Maria can have an honest conversation about how HIV impacts women, and what we can all do to stop the spread and the stigma of the disease. I'm gonna let those two ladies take it from here.
1: I'm Christina, one of the editors at Women's Health, and we're here for Uninterrupted, and I'm here with Maria Davis, an HIV activist, and former hip-hop promoter and model. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: And so you were recently appointed to New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio's HIV and AIDS Services Administration um, Advisory Board. And can you tell me a little bit about your work with them?
2: Well, this is new to me, you know. Um, I had a friend to reach out to me and because they knew that I was living with AIDS. And she asked me, you know, what more... Important would it be for you to be on this board so that you can lend your voice? Because these are people that are making decisions about health care, you know, finances mm-hmm. and everything about for people that are living with HIV and AIDS. So, very important. It's I'm definitely, new to this and I'm looking to go full fat, you know, get into yeah. it and get some work done.
1: That's great. And so, speaking of that. June 27th is National HIV Testing Day. Tell me a little bit about why this day is so important and what you why you want people to get tested.
2: Well, you know, June 27th, National HIV Testing Day, is really a spotlight on this epidemic. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy that we have the day because I feel that we're not talking like we used two years ago. You know, the urgency of it has gone away. Mm-hmm. So this day is a day for me to encourage people to get tested for HIV, especially in the African American mm-hmm. community, because we have a large number of people that are HIV positive and don't know they're positive. So the only way we're going to eradicate HIV and AIDS in our community altogether is starts with you, you knowing your status
1: definitely and take me back to when you were when you found out you were diagnosed I know you were diagnosed with HIV in the mid 90s what went through your head when when you found out
2: well when I found out I was HIV positive remember there was not much information Mm -hmm. I was diagnosed in 1995 I found out through a life insurance policy oh wow um the I applied for a policy because I have two children and so if anything had happened to me I wanted to make sure that my children were taken care of. So they said, take an HIV test. That mm-hmm. was a you know re- uh, requirement. So I said, fine, no problem, I'm gonna take an HIV test because I didn't think I had HIV. So 10 days later the test came back and it said, dear Miss Davis, we're sorry to inform you. You've been rejected for the life insurance policy because it was $400,000, so that was a very large policy. But you have." tested for HIV antibody please go and seek help that's all that was oh in the God. letter, and I still have that letter to this day
1: that's crazy yeah so it it, you know
2: it was fear for me and also you know not knowing any information not knowing anyone that was HIV positive and um you know in my community the word was it was the monster so mm-hmm. I didn't know if I was going to live I didn't know mm-hmm. what was going to happen to my children mm-hmm. So, but I'm still here. Yes. 20 years later. (laughs) Amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so, when you found out you were HIV positive, how was it like telling your friends and your family and what kind of reaction did they have to the news?
2: Well, it was very hard because I already knew what they thought about HIV and AIDS. Mm -hmm. It was the monster. So I didn't openly start telling people. I think I told my sister and maybe one of my other friends, two of my other friends. But I really kept it a secret because I'm also a music industry promoter. Mm -hmm. So I have a show that I still have now called Mad Wednesdays. So I've had artists from Jay-Z to 50 Cent to Missy Elliott. And so people really looked at me as a music icon. And how could I tell these people that I had the virus? And so my mother, you know, she's very religious. She was like, oh girl, it's a curse, it's a curse. And she didn't know much. And so I wasn't embraced and I didn't tell people. And you know, it was so funny because you hide in silence for a very long time, which I did for Mm -hmm. a couple of years. And so I would tell one, I would say, okay, I'm gonna tell this person. And then I would forget who I told. And then I would, I said, you know what? I need to start telling everybody. About this diagnosis,
1: and did you know, you know, how you came to be infected, and if so, did that affect that really, like, how did that affect that relationship?
2: I did know it wasn't from the person I thought it was mm-hmm. from. Um, that that's one of the things that I learned about HIV because you're infected, that doesn't mean your partner has to be infected. Right. So that was one of my my first lessons that I learned, and. Um, You know, in relationships, nobody wants to date you. Back then, in 1995, you told somebody, you have HIV positive, everybody wanted to date me. But as soon as they found out I had HIV, it was crickets Mm -hmm. in the room.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And so how did that, you know, how has that affected your dating life over the years and how has that kind of changed?
2: Well, you know, people are interested in me, it's so funny, and because I'm very open about my Mm -hmm. status, because I'm not gonna, tell somebody three months down the road, oh, by the way, we've been talking for three months, we getting serious now, I'm HIV positive. Mm -hmm. I tell them right out the the door, right out the gate, I'm HIV positive. And so I've learned from people's responses. I don't take it personally. Mm -hmm. You know, if I get to be in a relationship, which I hope to one day, it's fine. But if I, if it, if I don't, you know, being an activist keeps me very busy. I like to go out, so I have friends, mm-hmm. you know, male friends that take me mm-hmm. out. But I'm I'm scared anyway, you know, all of the different messages out here, and you know, people's lifestyle, and you know, we have all the reality TV mm-hmm. shows, you know, one day somebody sleeps with one person, the next day they sleep with another. You never hear anything about condoms, no. or getting tested on television shows. So I'm afraid, I'm afraid mm-hmm. to date, just like that person that might be HIV negative, especially women. The da- it's mm-hmm. very dangerous out here.
1: Definitely, and I was going to ask you too about, you know, what? How do you deal with kind of that conversation about using protection? And what advice would you have for women going into, you know, a new relationship? Like, how, what are some tips you have for kind of
2: talking about that? There's no tip. You have to get right to yeah. the point, <laughs> because it's a matter of life and death. Or if it's not life and death, it's a matter of changing your life. You know, HIV changes your life. You know, and I've been I was diagnosed with HIV in nineteen ninety-five, but I've been living with AIDS for mm-hmm. 17 years. Three year three years later I was diagnosed oh, wow. with AIDS. Mm-hmm. So it it really changes your life. Mm-hmm. So you have to be straight up and forward. Mm-hmm. You know, when you meet somebody, of course we you know, we hope that you don't sleep with the person right away. But you have to have that conversation with them. You need to talk about HIV, STDs. Mm -hmm. You know that should be that's your sexual health. Mm -hmm. And if a person doesn't feel comfortable, and if you don't don't feel comfortable about having that conversation with someone, you don't need to date them.
1: Definitely agreed, and so you know, society definitely, there's been celebrities who have kind of come out. There are these activists now that are, you know, talking about their HIV status. So things are a little bit more open, but there definitely still is that stigma, you know, especially among women and even in the African-American community. Can you just talk a little bit about either, you know, anything that you've experienced or what things are kind of what the status is right now?
2: Well, you know, we've made great strides in HIV and AIDS but unfortunately education does not equal behavior change so a person can have as much education as you want you know we go I go into the high schools you know I'm in the community but that doesn't necessarily mean that they are going to use condoms and be responsible you know I always tell people you know adult decisions, you have to deal with adult responsibilities. So the stigma, I still have women whispering to me. You know, I was sharing with um, Kim uh, on my way here that I was on Black Ink. So I convinced one of the tattoo artists on Black Ink, Duchess, to do a HIV ribbon on my arm. Mm. And um, this was the first conversation they ever had, and I thought it was perfect. One night I was looking at this show, Black Ink, and I said, oh my goodness, this would be a great statement. You know, ink, needles, mm-hmm. tattoos. And so they, she finally convinced them, I was on the show, and the feedback that I got from women, you know, I just had a lady the other day said to me, um, I saw you on Black Ink. First I said, How did you get my cell phone number? Okay, you're good. And she said, I, I got your number and she said, I'm HIV positive, my daughter's HIV positive, and I need you to come educate me and help me and you know, educate my community about HIV and AIDS. And listen, we 35 years later and we still having these conversations. It's hard to get people to use condoms. You know, I get people to say to me, Ms. Davis, if I use a condom, I can't feel it. I said, but you can't feel it if you're dead, neither. It's true. So you need to get tested. Mm -hmm. That's why National HIV Testing Day is so important. And the work that I do with iDesign, you know, Merck's National Mm -hmm. HIV Campaign, which encourages people that are living with HIV to speak up, be vocal about their healthcare needs and their healthcare concerns with their doctor, have an open and honest conversation. It's about having open and honest conversations in everything that you do. And especially when you decide that you want to, um, I guess, make your relationship a little more serious than in the beginning, you need to have that open and honest conversation with your partner.
1: Definitely, agreed. And so, why is it so important for women to take charge of their health? Can you go a little bit more into that too?
2: Because, and you know I don't want men to get upset about this, most of the time the women are the caregivers. We take care of our family, we take care of our husbands, our significant others, we take care of the community like myself. And if you're not well, how can you take care of someone else? You know, it's like when you get in the airplane and and they tell you, you know, they go through all the rules and regulations if there's an emergency, but the oxygen cup comes down and give yourself oxygen first. So you have to take care of you first. I can't be the best person I can be if I'm not taking care of myself. So it's important for, you know, young women to take care of themselves, and no, understand that love starts with you. It starts on the inside, and then to the outside. You don't look for love outside, because I was, you know, I'm gonna be honest, I was a victim. You know, I was trying to look for love in all the wrong places, and find it in other people. And this, me being diagnosed with HIV helped me find my real love. And that was the love for myself and the love for God. You know, I'm very spiritual. I don't try to push that on anybody else. I'm also a faith leader at First Corinthian Baptist Church in Harlem. I am one of the leaders for the HIV AIDS Health Ministry, Mani. So, you know, the spirituality is very important and it has really helped me in me continuing to be healthy, not only physically, but mentally and spiritually.
1: That's great. And is there anything else, you know, is there anything that you would have done that you wish you had done differently as a young woman and just kind of what young women should kind of think about in particular?
2: I wish I had the education that I have now. You know, I wish people were very, you know, more open. I know back in the early 80s, people were afraid they didn't know what it was. So they had other names for it. And you know, in the African American community, because you know, in the beginning, when they asked me to take the HIV test, I was like, oh no, only gay white men have HIV. And then, you know, now it's African American are disproportionately affected Mm -hmm. by HIV and AIDS, and especially African American women. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's important um, to advocate, but also me advocating to those that are HIV positive. Because we have to come out. We have to share our stories and let people know that this, even though it's a chronic condition, that your life still changes if you become diagnosed with HIV. Yes, you can live, but you know, you have to be on a treatment plan. So this is why, you know, partnering with Merck's National HIV campaign I design is so important because we get to do the work in the HIV community and letting people know how much they love, how powerful they are, and they have a voice. So, you know, you can go on the website at projectidesign.com. Their are digital tools and conversation checklists that you can take into your doctor's office. You know I'm very busy in my life. Sometimes I need to ask the doctor a question and I forget. So if I write it down and I take it in the office with me, it helps me better. And letting your doctor know your other healthcare concerns because you know in 2015, they made the statement that half of the population with HIV be over 50 hmm. so now we're aging we're living longer so now people's concerns are not so focused on HIV anymore it's concerns focused around aging mm-hmm. and so you know for me menopause you know and other things that go on and so it's very important that you discuss these things with your doctor along with your healthcare team so that they can really cater the treatment your treatment to you Because you know, everybody's treatment is different.
1: And we did a story recently on women's health about PrEP, the anti, uh, the HIV prevention drug. Mm -hmm. And I was just curious to know what you think about that. And do you think that's going to change things at all? You know, in our article, we talked a lot about how a lot of women don't really know about the drug, or if they're in a situation where they could be using it, they're not really using it. So I was just interested in getting your take on it.
2: So this is according to Maria Davis. Not anyone else. The consensus are not out enough for me yet. I need more information, research, as far as women are concerned. But, you know, it's one more tool that they can use to eradicate HIV and AIDS. You know, they want to end AIDS by 2020. I don't think it's going to happen, according to Maria Davis. You, that's not going to happen unless you get uh, get rid of the stigma. So I just would like more information on it. And you know, like I said, it's you know another tool in the tool chest for somebody. You know, it's it it might not be for everyone, but there's someone, there are people that is helping.
1: And tell me a little bit more about your activism work because I've heard that you, you know, like to kind of stand on the street in Harlem where you live, hand out flyers, and kind of, you know, speak about this very vocally. So let me know a little bit more about Girl, that. Girl, where'd you hear that? At?
2: <laughs> 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 now let me tell you about my. I do have to buy a new bull, bullhorn too. Somebody <laughs> dropped it on the floor the other day. So when I did the AIDS walk, it was a little broken up. But that—that's my partner, my microphone, my megaphone. Mm-hmm keeping the batteries fresh, cause you know when the batteries get low, you, you sound like a pip squeak. so I need, I had to put new batteries mm-hmm. in the other day so I could be loud and clear, you know. And being able to tr- travel the world, you know, when I first got diagnosed with HIV, I thought I was gonna die, and I didn't. And so, to me it's powerful, and it's powerful every time a friend sees me, and they're like, girl, you still here? And I've buried so many people. So the activism is very important because to be educated is, is to be liberated. I said earlier, education does not mean behavioral change for everybody. But just like that woman that called me from New Jersey saying that she needed my help, if I can reach one person, you know, my activism is not in vain. You know, in Harlem community, I travel the world. I've been to Barbados. I've worked with many organizations, AMFAR. I had the opportunity of giving Janet Jackson. She picked me to give her an, her an award That's and a amazing. speech. Yes, you know, working with Sway. You know, on his radio station because I am in the music industry and I deal with a lot of hip hop artists. I get the opportunity to go to some of my young people's show, give out condoms. Condoms, you know, are important. That should be your best friend in your back pocket, uh, as well as knowing your HIV status. And, you know, to be able to have this opportunity to be able to go through doors that other people can't get through. And so I'm, the, the activism is, is really what saved my life. You know, I cannot not be an activist mm-hmm. because it's so important. And you know, I was also in a book called Souls of My Sisters. That's how I really came out sharing my Mm -hmm. story. And if it wasn't for those two women, Candace Sandy and Dawn Marie Daniels, who asked me to be in the book about being a music industry promoter, but I was very sick at the time. Mm -hmm. And finally coming out the hospital saying, you know what, I need to share my story because it can help someone else. And um, it's just been a beautiful journey. And you know I'm very uh, very thankful to Candace and Dawn, and I'm very thankful to all the different vehicles that have been opened up to me. you know, um, I design campaign, you know put me at a whole nother level, you know, put me on a national platform. Before you know, I was the street activist mm-hmm. in the community, but but I design put me on a whole nother platform. and I'm very honored and proud to continue to work with them. And you know it's so important for people with HIV to go to the website. You don't have to suffer in silence anymore. Speak up, let people know what you're going through because that's how that's what life is about and living is about.
1: And has that helped you to kind of meet other people who are also HIV positive and kind of have that support group from people who understand
2: Yes. What you're going through? Absolutely. But you know it's so funny. I'm the caregiver for everybody now. <laughs> People call me for all kind of questions. Sometimes it's not even about HIV. My man is cheating on me. I'm like, girl, <laughs> drop him. Have you it's been good tested? For- <laughs> Have you been tested for HIV? Good. You tested your negative, drop him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put yourself at risk.
1: And so we ask all of our guests on Uninterrupted to promote another woman that they find inspiring, whether it's you know another activist or you know just someone in their life who they really admire and think is do- is doing great work. So definitely let us know who that would be for you. Maya
2: Angelou, I love She's- her. Her words liberated people, and she was a free spirit, and she was so involved in so many different things: television and her poetry so superb you know life is about loving and caring for other people not just yourself you know once you you know come up out of whatever you're going through and you have something that you can share with somebody else to help somebody else's life we need to do that i think what is her saying i've wish she said i've learned that people will forget what you said and forget what you did but they will never forget how you made them feel. That's a
1: great quote. Thank you so much. Thank you
2: so much for
0: having me. Yes. As we mentioned at the top of the show, Monday, June 27th is National HIV Testing Day. However, it's not like that's the only day you can get tested. Grab your friends and head to your local clinic and get your results. Part of being a good partner is making sure you're healthy. Like Maria said, if you're not well, you can't take care of someone else. I want to thank Christina Heisen for holding down the fort today and putting together this important episode. You're the best. If you enjoyed this episode, head to our Facebook page and let us know. And be sure to subscribe to Uninterrupted on iTunes so you don't miss any future episodes. Follow at Women's Health on Twitter for updates about the show using the hashtag WHUninterrupted. And you can also follow me, your host, Caitlin Aber, on Twitter at EverydayCaitlin. This episode of Uninterrupted was produced by me, Caitlin Apper, with editorial support from Lisa Chinofsky. Our theme music is by Jen Miller. You can check her out at jenmillermusic.com. That's going to be it for now. We hope you tune in next week. And in the meantime, go get tested and stay uninterrupted.